Hello friends, this is Matt, and this is Something From Everything, a podcast about embracing meaning and discovering wisdom through telling better stories. And this story, well, this is a summer story told in the dying hours of November, um, because some stories, they take a long time to unfold, and this one, it's not even done yet. And so this is a deeply personal story about my own mishap and injury and long continual road towards healing and wholeness. But I think and I hope there's something universal about that waiting, the uncertainty and the frustration and impatience that comes with any of our recoveries. And so I hope you enjoy this one. This one is called The Time It Takes. Thanks for listening. The fall was entirely my fault. It was July, and our decision to camp near Lake Chilliwack was centered around the surrounding mountains and extensive hiking options. The day's excursion was to the top of nearby Elk Mountain. It was only three and a half kilometers from the parking lot to the summit, but hidden in that very pedestrian-sounding distance was a demanding 800-meter elevation gain. At the start of the trailhead, I selflessly offered to take the leash for our excited pup and selfishly attached said leash to the waist strap of my hiking backpack. 60 pounds of furry, slobbering, whining, barely constrained excitement became my own personal beast of burden, continuously pulling me forward up the mountain, my arms once again free, hiking poles stabbing rhythmically beside me. Even with the considerable assistance, I was panting and breathless by the time we reached the summit. By the time we had refueled and rehydrated, I was no longer breathless, but I was exhausted. The heat and the elevation had spent me, leaving me weary even before we began our return. We began our slow, cautious, thigh-burning descent, and the worst guide dog in existence remained foolishly tethered. To my waist strap. I hardly remember the fall. A ledge of no more than three feet appeared in front of me, and I turned suddenly to the left to sidestep it at the exact moment that my beloved dog leapt over the ledge, pulling me unexpectedly forward and downward with such momentum that I felt hard on my right chest and was dragged along the ground for several feet. For the longest moment, there was only the panic of being unable to breathe. Bent over on all fours, head low, flirting with losing consciousness, my mind screamed at my body to take a breath, and also calmly reminded myself that it would be a few seconds until I would be able to do so. When I could finally breathe, I heard the gasping, agonizing cry as if it were coming from someone else. Breath returning, I sat up and stared at my left hand. The pain to my chest was so all-consuming that I saw my disfigured digit before I felt it. My thumb, my left thumb, had become tangled in the wrist straps of my hiking pole and was now turned unnaturally sideways. I took a deep breath and reset it, more or less to proper alignment, all while the adrenaline was still surging through my body and all before any member of my family had time to reach me. It was a long, painful hour until we reached the car another hour until we reached the hospital, and many hours before an emergency physician would wrap my thumb in a splint and tensor and tell me that I had fractured the distal tip of my thumb 
but it was, more or less, in proper alignment. What he did not say, what he did not see behind the swelling, high patient demand, and short staffing, was that I had also severed my ulnar collateral ligament, requiring imminent surgical repair. It would actually be two weeks until this information was discovered at a follow-up appointment. I was squeezed into surgery the next day. The plastic surgeon reconnected my already receding tendon and placed my hand in a new immobilization splint. After the two weeks in the initial splint, I would be in this second splint for six weeks, then a month in the third, and the beginning of hand therapy. I suddenly had the summer off. A difficult feat in most professions, nearly impossible in nursing. <laughs> I would not be able to return to my regular work in the emergency department for another two months until my ligament had the strength to handle the strain of regular work and the stability to remain attached if my hand was unexpectedly grabbed, hit, or overextended during an emergency, all of which are distinct possibilities. I lost track of the number of times co-workers joked that I had fallen on purpose, made the calculated decision to throw myself down the cliffside for an extended vacation, a thousand variations of, anything for a few days off, hey? I admit it, it was not horrible. My days were early morning walks before the rest of the house had awoken, with my partner holding the dog's leash. Extended afternoons reading in the backyard or beach, sitting out on the deck with my family playing cards and picking up my love from work in the sunny afternoons to explore each and every new microbrew that had sprung up in our city. But neither was it all ideal. I was frequently frustrated with my new limitations. Future camping trips were cancelled, biking and swimming, two of our most frequent summer activities, were impossible, and pain was a constant for the first few months. Previously, routine activities were suddenly, unexpectedly difficult. I couldn't grip socks with two hands, shirt buttons were nearly impossible, and turning a pepper mill was a challenge. Each and every day, I would discover a new mundane activity that was now challenging or impossible. More than anything, though, I began to wonder if my hand would ever return to its former state. Progress felt agonizingly slow. Exchanging one splint for another hardly felt like forward movement. It was two months before I was even allowed to move my thumb, and when I finally could, I spent hours staring at it, flexing and extending, watching as it moved unevenly by a meager few degrees, despite considerable pain and effort. Every few weeks, I checked in with my hand therapist and received a new regimen of exercises and stretches. Each time, she inquired about my pain and daily activities and would measure my grip strength and angles. Each time, she was happy with my progress. But I always wanted more. I worried that my sensation felt abnormal, or that my thumb would become fatigued after only a few exercises, or that my flexibility or strength wasn't where it should be. My therapist, with decades in this particular specialized field, with a wealth of knowledge and experience, placed a hand over my splint and held my gaze. It's fine, Matt. Really. You've done what you can. It just takes time. I wonder how many of us need to hear those words. I know, I know, we're just talking about a thumb, a digit, my thumb, 
and my specific accident and surgery and recovery. But I can't help but wonder how many of us are staring at that thing that is wounded, that is in recovery, willing and wishing it to heal, to advance, even to return to what we enjoyed before. Maybe it's your own injury. Maybe it's a wound from the past that won't stay past. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's your community or even all of society as you see it. How many of us are impatient, frustrated at the seemingly glacial pace of progress, if we even believe that progress is occurring at all? I'm not naive enough to think that time heals all wounds. Left untreated, time will only cause some untended wounds to fester. Had my tendon not been reattached properly, had I not been splinted and re-splinted and re-splinted properly, had I not received and practiced helpful stretches and exercises, time would not have been kind to this wound. We and others have a considerable role in our healing. But sometimes, everything that can be done has been done. You have done all you can, and all that remains is time and patience. The average recovery time for my injury and surgery is three to four months before grip strength begins to return, but up to a year before full recovery. I needed time and patience. Now, nearly five months after my injury, I can see and feel the progress, but I still get impatient. It will take the time it takes. There is no established timeline for some recoveries, of course. But with certainty, we can say that it will not come as quickly as we would like it to. We want to see our growth and healing and progress over minutes, hours, and days, not months or years or lifetimes. But it will take the time it takes. It takes incredible courage to take this long view, to do all the work and exercises we know how to do and trust that our wounds will continue to heal in their own time. We might not have the vision to see it for ourselves. We might not have that level of trust in time. Perhaps someone can lend us their perspective. May you hear the words of someone much wiser much more experienced than yourself. May they place their hand upon yours and look you straight in the eye and say, it's okay, really, you've done what you can. It just takes time. And may they be right. Well, friends, that is it. Episode 29 of the Something From Everything podcast, The Time It Takes. Music at the intro and playing now is All Star by Adrian Berenger. And at the end was Waking Life by Humans Win. All tracks are royalty-free and purchased through storyblocks.com. If you enjoy this podcast, I am truly grateful. If you'd be willing to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share this episode with a friend, I would love that as well. You can find all my posts in written and audio form at somethingfromeverything.com, and you can also follow this podcast and see regular updates by following Something From Everything on Instagram or Facebook. 
Occasionally, I record video posts as well, and you can find those on Instagram and YouTube. If you're looking for even more podcasts to listen to, I have another very different podcast for you to check out. It's called Navigating a Resurrection, and it's a long-form conversation with people reflecting on how they put their life back together after significant ideological change. My good friend Ronnie and I interview a different guest each episode, and the first season is out now. You can find links to everything I've mentioned here in the show notes. And finally, my friends, I hope that you are healthy and whole, but if you're not, if you're staring at your own injury, wound, shortcoming, or disappointment, may you know all the work that is yours to do and accept all the assistance and expertise you can from others. And then, when all that can be done has been done, may you trust in the work of time. May we all be patient with ourselves, with others, and with life itself, as we all make something from everything. Thank you, my friends. Take care.